Earthmore podcast. I am so excited to be back. It's so crazy to realize that the last episode that I recorded was literally a year ago and I shared it with y'all March 5th of 2020. Little did I realize how crazy the world was going to get, like within two weeks of that episode going live. And I think that it's so funny because that episode was called Embracing Change. And it's just, I had no idea. I mean, that's just like a total kismet God thing right there. And um, I hope that the last year has, you know, treated you as well as it could. It's been crazy for all of us, but to be completely honest with you, I needed a break. I was getting really busy with work and stayed really busy with work and clients even through quarantine just because a lot of people wanted to be more active. They were stuck at home and so I was lucky enough to stay super busy, but I felt like when I was bringing the podcast to y'all, it just wasn't its best self. It wasn't the best version of truly what I really wanted it to be. And so I took a step back and wanted to wait until I had more clarity and more vision. And that is why I'm back a year later. And it has been so great to allow myself to take that space. So I just want to like asterisk that and truly say that if there is something in your life and you have the ability to take a step back from it, if it is draining you and exhausting you and making you feel more stressed than is necessary, please do yourself a favor and pause. You know, it didn't mean that I would never come back for the podcast and it definitely didn't mean that I didn't love it. I love communicating this way, but one of the main things that I realized is that I was kind of getting annoyed at my own self and tired of hearing my own self talk. Joke's on you though, this is a solo episode, but I wanna share with you my vision for the Worth More podcast moving forward and what you will expect from this podcast and what you'll hope to see. Um, But I just needed some time and I got that time and it is now March of 2021 and things still look a little crazy, but getting better hopefully. And I'm just excited to be here with you. So I want to kind of give y'all like a little life update. And then I do actually want to share with y'all five things that I think you should know from a personal trainer. So we're going to do a little fun life update. I'm going to let you know how things are doing over here, what to expect with the podcast. And then from there, I'm going to share with you five things that I want you to know as a personal trainer. So let's go ahead and jump into this episode. Okay, so what have I been up to lately? I mean, I wish I could tell you that like my 2020 has been this like crazy and exciting adventure, but let's be real. Most of us were like stuck in our house trying to go through every Netflix show and coming up with lots of new activities that had nothing to do with the outdoors and being around other people. And that's pretty much what my 2020 looked like. Some of the favorite things that we did were some new um, activities, like we started doing Legos. Um, Tej and I bought a 6,000 piece Harry Potter Lego set and put that together over six months. I hate to break it to you, but we threw it away when we moved into our new apartment just a few months ago because 
there was no room for a 6,000-piece Harry Potter castle in our apartment, but it gave us something to do instead of watching the TV. And I think that that is something that TJ and I both really took from quarantine is, you know, there's only so much TV and there's only so much screen time. And there's something so nice about like turning on a good playlist and maybe making a drink or some tea and just doing Legos for a little while. It's kind of you're dexterous with your hands. You get a conversation, like a opportunity to talk. Like there's a lot to be said about finding something else to do besides being on your phone or TV. So we started doing Legos. We did a lot of hiking, a lot of beach time. Um, we started having like a Friday happy hour walk with our friends. So we would put on our masks, make a cocktail and walk around these like beautiful neighborhoods for a couple hours Friday after work. And that was so nice and something that we've all kind of agreed we would like to keep doing post quarantine just because it was such a great way to be together and wrap up the week and catch up and be outside when most of us had spent most of the day indoors. So those are just a couple of things. We canceled a trip to Europe. We had weddings canceled. We had Teach got laid off. You know, there were some pieces to the year that were not ideal, but I think that we were lucky enough to have each other and the health of our friends and our family and really focused on the good of what we could find in that season. And I know that not all of y'all maybe had the opportunity for that same experience. And so I really hope that you're doing okay. And I hope that, you know, you eventually get to a place where even if you can't appreciate 2020, that you can find some things to learn from it and find some um, things to take from it, not just negativity. So I really hope that for you. And that's kind of what our 2020 looked like. It hasn't been all that exciting, y'all. So we won't spend any longer on it. But where is the podcast going? Still going to be the Worth More podcast. You will just start to hear other voices besides mine. I think that, you know, I have a lot to say. Let's be real. That's why I was able to record like 50 something episodes by myself. But like I said earlier, I kind of got tired of that and burnt out and really wanted to have more of a dialogue, have more questions and conversations with other people trying to go through life and trying to live it out in the best way possible, trying to find their worthiness and rest in their assuredness that they're good enough and trying to pursue their passions and make a difference in the world. And so a lot of these next episodes are going to be interviews, uh, primarily with women, though obviously I think there's absolutely room for the male voice. I think that a lot of the conversations I really want to have in the beginning are going to be with women around how we struggle with our worthiness, how we struggle with our bodies, where we, um, how we combat mental health struggles, how we pursue our dreams in creating businesses, how we um, have changed our health, how we've changed our minds. You know, I really want to talk to different people in the fitness industry, different people in the wellness industry, different people in the mental health industry, just across the platform so that you have an opportunity to hear different voices from different people who in their own way are creating their own power, their own worthiness and how they show up. I think that there's so much power to community 
And I am so lucky to be surrounded by some really incredible people and some really smart people and some really kind, passionate people. And I want to share them with y'all. So we'll be talking a lot about eating disorders and disordered habits. We'll be talking about mental health. We'll be talking about anxiety. We'll be talking about body image struggles. We'll be talking about weight loss. We'll be talking about fat phobia. You know, we'll be talking about the pressures of the industries. And I Again, I think that we need to shed a light on this pocket of the world, especially in regards to personal training and fitness and mental health and body image, because I think that they're so intertwined. I myself, as we know, if you've been listening at all or following me for a while, you know my struggles with body image. You know that that's why I care so passionately about helping women overcome their own struggles themselves. So I really want to have deep, meaningful conversations around those things. And that's what the future of this podcast is going to be for now. Not going to say forever, right? Because like life changes and there's a season to everything, but I'm hoping to have um, video uploads for each podcast, especially the interviews, though I'm currently recording a video of this and hope it works. If you're watching in the video, um, then it did go me. So just trying to bring y'all a variety of content, but a variety of voices. Um, So that is something I care a lot about and really want 2021 to look like. So that's what you can expect from the Worth More podcast moving forward this year. If there are people that you think would be a good fit for the podcast, please message me or connect me to them or reach out. I am open to this conversation and I'm open to talking to people. I just really love talking to people about this stuff. So if you are someone who wants to chat or you know someone, don't be shy. Just share it over to me. Um, But yeah, so I am excited for how this is going to look moving forward. I'm excited to hear what y'all think. And without further ado, like, let's jump into five things I wish you knew from a personal trainer. So I was trying to think of like, when I work with people, what are things that I, or more things that I wish people knew or didn't assume so much. And I want to kind of share that with y'all because I think that I've been a trainer for probably around like six years or so, maybe more worked always exclusively with women, um, unless I've got to train couples, which I just love. But I think that I've learned a lot over that time and I've learned a lot about myself and about how I approach things with my clients. And so that's what I want to share with y'all today. So the first thing that I wish that you knew, or I want you to know about life from a personal trainer, life from a personal trainer, that's not really it, but you know what I mean, right? I want you to know that I can do so much more for you than just help you lose weight. I think that a lot of people feel like the sole reason they want to hire a personal trainer is like, I want to lose weight. I want to feel better. And it's funny because like, hopefully I'll help you feel better and you might not lose weight from that. And I think that that's a really scary thing for people to um, be comfortable with because the assumption is like, okay, if I'm hiring you, then you're going to help me lose weight and I'm going to be this certain size and I'm going to have this certain percentage of body fat. And I'm really cautious about promising that to people because I've learned that the last thing I want to do is create a disordered mindset for you, a disordered lifestyle for you. I've lived it for a really long time. And I think a lot of people have. And the last thing I want to do is aid and abet you in that. I do not want to help give you an eating disorder. I do not want to help screw up your body image. I do not want to tie your worth to the weight that we lose together. 
So the reality is, is though my clients might lose weight and possibly will, especially with the lifestyle changes that we discuss, it is not the only thing that we can do together. It's not the only shift that can happen. And I think oh, for a lot of people, a big piece of it is just the accountability aspect, is just having someone that they know is going to show up with them and for them and fight for them and encourage them and challenge them. So a big part of it is just being your accountability buddy. And then another big part of it is just, I won't say sounding board, but I will say sounding board because I do think that there's a lot of power. I spend hours a week with these women and I talk to them and they talk to me more than they talk to most of their friends or family. And that's really powerful. You know, two or three hours of very focused time with each other, you can uncover a lot. And the beauty of that is that we have the opportunity to dig into your body image, to dig into your self-worth issues, to dig into how you feel around food. So there's so much more that can come from it. Um, and that's the piece that I love. I don't want to just focus on like how many calories you burned or how many days a week you worked out, though I will absolutely like celebrate you and your movement. There's so much more to fitness. There's so much more to personal training and there's so much more to our relationship in that that has nothing to do with weight loss. And that ultimately, if I'm only focusing on weight loss for you, then I'm not serving you long term. Because if the weight comes back or if life changes or if you don't lose the weight, there's a lot that goes into that. And if I can separate you from your weight and allow you to feel good about the habits that you're making and the changes that you're making and less tied to the number on the scale or the number on your pants, that is just like such a gift to me. So just know that not every personal trainer feels this way, but I truly do 100% believe that I can do so much more for you than help you lose weight. And truly like the weight loss is such a small piece of it. So that is number one. Number two is be cautious of who you take health advice from because just because someone looks fit or seems fit does not make them healthy. And that's something that I've learned over time and has taken me a while is that especially with social media, there are all of these like, adorable little people, super fit people who are not even certified personal trainers, not even certified dietitians or nutritionists, giving out lots of fitness and health advice. And they might look really great, quote, quote, and they might look how you think you want to look, but you don't know what's going on behind the scenes. And I know from experience with myself and experience of talking and working with a lot of people that typically the relationship that people have with their bodies and with their food is very disordered. And it is not what I think most of us truly want. I think that most of us truly want to be able to like eat pizza and have a beer and also go to a spin class and it just be like, this is my life. This is balanced. The spin class didn't mean I earned my pizza and beer, but I don't have to work out because I ate pizza and beer. And like, how can I not feel ashamed for that? How can I not feel like this is my guilt? This is my cheat. This is my splurge. And I think that when you really dig into what a lot of people who are fitness see, quote, quote, people, 
if you really pay attention to their language around food, if you really pay attention to their language around their fitness and their lifestyle, you will start to pick up on disordered habits. And I will share more and more about disordered behavior on social media and maybe on a podcast episode, especially as I talk to people who are recovering from eating disorders. But you yourself need to be really aware of the people that you're trusting with your health mentally and physically. And it might seem really great to look like that person, but I promise you that you do not want to sacrifice your relationship with food and your relationship with yourself to get there because most of the people that look really great still feel really shitty about themselves and feel so trapped in the image that they've created around their body and their life that they don't even know how to let go of it. And so, yeah, like I might not be the smallest personal trainer that you've seen, though I am very small compared to a lot of people. I absolutely have what's considered thin privilege. But even I get in my own head because I know that I don't look um, as fit as other personal trainers. But what I've come to find a lot of peace with is like I'm not willing to sacrifice my mental health and I'm not willing to give fitness more time than I, you know, really deem it necessary right now. I am busy serving clients. I'm still very active. I'm still really um, good about getting my sleep and moving my body, but like, I'm not going to go crank through the gym five or six days a week. I'm not going to focus on burning a certain amount of calories every single time. And there's so much freedom in that, that I think a lot of people might pretend like they have, but I kind of call BS. So I, I caution you, if you're going to follow someone's fitness advice, if you're going to follow someone's nutrition advice, really check out their credentials and read more than just a couple posts. Understand where they're coming at. You know, anyone who's telling you to completely avoid certain foods or earn certain foods or whatever, I would be really cautious of because that is disordered behavior. And there are use cases for each person. So like I say this with an asterisk, right? Like everyone is different. And yes, some people need to avoid certain things. And some people do need to add more movement in than others given certain lifestyle concerns. But from a fundamental level, if you're like looking at someone on Instagram and you're like, oof, I want to look like her. Let's see what she eats in a day. I'm going to do that too. Y'all, come on now. Let's be smarter than that. You can use it as inspiration, but like, Follow more registered people, okay? Um, number three, I want you to find what works for you and do it consistently. I think that that is a big part of why I get hired is to help people show up consistently. But I think people will feel guilty if, you know, that consistency is only two days a week with me and then, oh, I only walked on Saturday and I only danced around my house for 15 minutes on Wednesday. The goal is to create a lifestyle that you can sustain. So if I'm like, you have to work out five days a week, it has to be two or three days with me, and it has to be you doing sprints the other two or three. And you're just like, as soon as you miss one week, your mental belief in yourself starts to go downhill. Your worth starts to get tied to your ability to do these days. And that in and of itself is such a trap. It is better to get in the 20 minute walk, then skip the four mile run. Think about it. Like you might be like, I need to go for a run, but like, I really, really don't feel like it. All I have time for is 20 minutes and I just really feel like walking, but ugh, walking such a waste, I'm not gonna do it. It is better to do the 20 minute walk than skip out 
on the four mile run. So like find what you can show up and do consistently. And then if you go above and beyond, awesome, great, cool, yay you. But like, how can you show up consistently for yourself? This is something I've talked about in so many episodes because I feel so passionately about it. But there is a book called The Compound Effect. And I need you to think of something so small and so easy. It feels silly silly not to do it. 15 minute walk, three days a week, one day a week. If you're like really feeling intimidated by a fitness routine, one day a week of 15 minutes feels so silly not to do it that you almost have to do it. Right. And if you can do that every week for a month, maybe add in two days the next month. And I know that some of y'all are like Cammy. That's like 30 minutes of movement in a week. That is better than zero minutes at all. And ideally, what tends to happen is you build momentum. You say, I feel so much better on the days where I walk 15 minutes. I have 30 minutes today. I'm going to add another 15 minutes. You have this snowball effect. But so many of us are trying to start so big that we can't keep up consistently. That's diet. Anybody who starts a new diet is super psyched about it for two weeks. And then they're like, I miss bread. I miss wine. I miss a rest day that doesn't feel like I'm taking time off and feeling guilty. And you burn out and you honestly go back to like square one. What if you had started so small and said, okay, how can I just add in vegetables at two meals a day? It's not taking away anything. It's not saying I have to have something. It's just like, how can I eat lettuce with my sandwich at lunch and broccoli with my pasta at dinner? How can you think of something so simple that it feels silly not to do it? So really find what works for you. It might not be how I train or it might not be the latest fitness trend. That doesn't matter. What matters is finding something that you will show up and consistently do. Number four, we're almost there y'all, is real change takes time. Small baby steps over time. This ties in, I know, with, you know, number three, but I that important. You will see a lot of people who get crazy results in 30 days. I encourage you to check back in with them in like 90 days and not only check back in with them, but like, where's their mental health at? Where's their relationship with food? I'm going to always come back to this because I myself has been in, I myself have been in this pattern and I've watched enough people tout this. I'm so healthy. I'm so active. I love pizza. I love this. While inside, they have so much turmoil around their bodies. They have so much turmoil around food. And it is such a disservice to fake it that way. I will absolutely show y'all what I eat. And I will also absolutely tell y'all that I have good body days and bad body days where I feel really crappy and days where I feel really banging. And that conversation is super important to have. And I know that that's becoming more and more prevalent, which I'm so thankful for. But true, true change, true fat loss that you can keep off or true habits that will stick even as your life changes takes time. Habits take time. And honestly, they take longer than 30 days most of the time because a lot of us can do something for 30 days. But to keep showing up after that is really challenging. So give yourself a break. Real change takes time. I have worked with certain clients for years, like five years, six years from when I first started personal training and they are still with me. 
And it is because changing how you think about yourself and changing how you think about food and changing how you show up every single day is hard, especially when life does not make it easy, especially when work or the culture do not make it easy. So give yourself a break if you feel like you've been up and down. And again, find what you truly enjoy and take time. Be patient. We're also like rushing around, guys. We need to chill. We need to chill. So real change takes time. Small little baby steps. Stop the fad diets. Stop trying to do your quick little fixes. You're just wasting your money. You're screwing up your metabolism. You're screwing up your relationship with food. And I know I sound so doomsday, and y'all know I'm not, but I so don't want this for you anymore. I so want you to show up differently for yourself and be patient with yourself because it's taken me literally years to start to change how I feel about my body. It's changed, taking me years to change how I think about food and to realize that like I really hate a lot of fitness classes and I love yoga and I love running and I sometimes like cycling and I really like walking and like I have to like it's kind of like everyone's doing the whole Peloton thing right now I like cycling in a class with other people I would sit on that bike and be like "Mm -mm, I'm not gonna do that you can't see me you don't know me but that's for me and it's taken me a long time to accept that for myself. So don't feel like you have to be like everyone else. Be patient and be nice to yourself. The final point that I have for y'all, number five, is that I want to remind you that we could all train and all eat the exact same way and we would all still look so different. So please embrace your different. Please know that you could work out exactly like me and you would not look like me. You could eat exactly like me and you will not look like me. So don't hire me because you want to look like me. Hire me because you want to change your life like I've changed my life. Hire someone because you want the accountability and the inspiration that you know that they can provide. Do not buy something from someone or hire someone because you think you will look like them. Because as soon as you don't, And as soon as that fails you, instead of you blaming the program or understanding that that's just not how it works, you blame yourself. And you feel like the failure. And you are not. You are not the failure. We all are created so uniquely and so beautifully different. And we need to celebrate that within fitness, within fashion, within any industry. We need to be allowed to show up as ourselves. That's why I'm, you know, really working to embrace the fact that I'm not going to maybe fit the cookie cutter box of every personal trainer you see. And I hope that that just freaking jazzes you up because like, I don't want to be like most of them. And maybe you realize that you don't want to either. So like, let's do it together differently. Let's think about how we can show up differently for ourselves. So think about what works best for you. What do you like? What do you not like? What do you want to do consistently? What do you not want to do consistently? And from there, embrace that. Celebrate that. Be kind to that. I see you. And I know that you want your life 
and the way that you view yourself to be powerful and to be strong and worthy. And I know that that's possible. But it's time to stop playing small. It's time to stop comparing and assuming that our path has to be the same as this other person's path. And we need to all run next to each other in our own lane. So just be confident in who you are and know that like, it's not me failing you as a personal trainer and it's not you failing yourself. It's literally just like all of these other factors <laughs> outside of just what you eat and you move that factor into this. Sleep, your socioeconomic upbringing, your stress levels, your hormone levels, your past diet experience, like all of these factor into how you look. So don't just assume that like if you work out like someone and eat like someone, you should look like someone. There's just so much more to it than that. And that's why I want you to really be cautious of, like I said, who you take health advice from. Because a lot of people don't really think about it that way. And they don't even maybe know. <laughs> so that's why it's not worth listening to. So just remember, quick recap. One, personal trainer, myself included, can help you do so much more than lose weight. Don't just expect that from them. Hold them to a higher standard. Two, be cautious of who you take health advice from. Just because they look fit does not mean they are healthy. Three, find what works for you and do it consistently. Four, real change takes time, so be comfortable with those baby steps. And number five, we could all train and eat the exact same way, and we would all still look different, so embrace your different. I have loved recording this podcast again. I know I get a little bit rambly. It's probably why it's good that we're going to move to a slightly more interview uh, format so that you can get a break from my voice. But I hope that something in this resonated and stuck out to you. If you have questions about working with me or even just questions about trying to find what works for you, um, even if it's not with me, I am here for you. Please use me as a resource. Please ask me questions. If you are enjoying the podcast, I know there's only one episode of the new year, but feel free to rate and review. Make sure you are subscribed so that you will be notified as new um, interviews are released. And I hope that y'all have the most amazing day. Thank you for listening. And I cannot wait to be talking with y'all again soon. Bye.